Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to the comic. Comic. Hello, nerds. I'm Mike. This is Bill. And this is the Comic Zone. No guests today for us. We're sailing the ship. Yep. Just the two of us. Off the edge of the map. Yeah, we don't even know Ho Zone. No nothing. Just going to be Mike and Bill today. Talking about, uh, looks like, dude, I walked in here. You had a comics just scattered everywhere what what's going on there it looked like in a, a comic book explosion it, it it was it is it's always you know with collecting there's also a little bit of for me resorting and reorganizing my collection is a that joyous can, part of collecting for that, me that can totally be fun like going through sorting your shit out um and it, it if you got a big enough collection you can take you know, a couple hours sometimes to get that done. So, mm. well, and that's my puny little collection. Like, I'm sure some people will just, I mean, that would take, you know, a whole week. Yeah. Just, just to go through. full of them. Oh, yeah. So what do you, uh, what were you reading? So, yeah, and I was in the, in uh, speaking of boxes, I have one box that I keep them all in to read them. So it holds about like 15 comics yeah, and it kind of closes when you take it to the comic shop and so it helps protect them from the voyage, the right. voyage home. Right. So then I read them in that and then the collection that I'm in the pro, like the ongoing series, I'm collecting stay in a short box and then there's like the vault where they go once they're like a full set and kind of go to rest. Okay. Or long term. In, in the long boxes? Yeah. But here, as far as what I've been reading... Um, so carnage forever. So there's a new carnage coming out. This is kind of the off one, one, uh, one off that kind of launches it. Um, there's a story very, uh, where the symbiote carnage, it attached itself to a little girl. So it was very Chucky esque. And creepy. Yeah, it is. It was weird. it was total horror, and I loved it. Like a little kid. Yeah, it, it was. It's something we haven't seen. No, exactly, and it was <laughs> twisted, and 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 you know, it was it was a good horror comic book. Um, and then they introduced the second part, which I think is what's going to be the ongoing part, um, a new Carnage series. I'm not sure if it's a limited series or what, but and uh, Carnage. The symbiote realizes it doesn't need to have a host, and that it can be more efficient and a more brutal killer. It doesn't need to have a host. That it doesn't need a human bond anymore. That it can be independent. Does it have to be a human? No. Like oh, they, well, they, I mean, you could. There could be. I mean, I'm sure you saw that in the king, in, the king in black. No, I mean like not animals. Yeah, you totally because like they had the shark a the few shark, times yeah. and the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. So that's totally a thing. So, I mean, I guess you could... I mean, during The King in Black, though, did you see other, like, symbiotes on other planets at all? Or is it just humans? They're always humanoid for the most part. Or 
spermy looking, you know, <laughs> like flo- uh, almost spermy looking. Yeah, like there's sperms floating out in sea or something weird sometimes. With it's, a symbiote on it? No, that that's, or this, that's what, what the symbiotes look like in like space. Floating out by itself. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, some of it is, but there's a cat. But that they almost just make them sh- shape into whatever shape, shift into whatever shape they want. More oh, than, okay. than the host so like itself. the it's kind of evolved then from what it used to be way back when, when it yeah. was chilling in that containment unit, right in the in a ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the whole symbiote idea has changed quite a bit, or evolved at least. Like it's like you said, they could take on whatever shape they want now. I mean, that wasn't a thing back then, was it? Like, I mean, kinda. They were just more of a amorphous blob. Well, I mean, if you think back to like the early kind of McFarlane, it was more kind of like mimicking Spider-Man. It was in the anti-Spider-Man villain. You know, it's well, yeah. So it, I mean. But yeah, you didn't see as much. I think every once at a certain point in time, he did like blades. He turned it into knives. And well, yeah, act. like Carnage. I mean, he would do that a lot. That was kind of his big thing, right? Was turning his limbs into various weapons, which is always like the coolest shit ever. You know, like his action figures were yeah. were always the coolest because they had all those different attachments. He'd have like an axe arm, and you know, that shit was. Like what made him cool? He was like that T two thousand in uh in Terminator, you yep. know, and that was so fucking sweet. Who's and... now the dad of Peace- Peacemaker's dad? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's <laughs> well, he's dead now. Spoiler alert. Well, did you watch that? I watched. I oh fuck, I just ruined it for you. <laughs> no, I, th- I I didn't. I missed the f- season finale. That show is so good, man. No, I slept through it. I fell asleep. Why? Because I was I was watching it. Like when I should just went to bed or something. Uh, well, yeah, you got to watch it. Like that's why I watch shows like that, the ones I like. Because I'm old. Uh, like on a Saturday, I'll wake up and I'll just turn the TV on and not get out of bed, and I'll watch a few shows for a few hours before I get up and start doing whatever. And that's the only way I can watch TV without falling asleep. Is like if I wake up <laughs> and start watching. Cause if it, it's at night, it's over with, man. Like I'm, I'm done. I'm making it maybe fifteen minutes, and so I don't even try half the time. I, I just like roll over and go to sleep. If if it's too much of a hassle to find something to throw on, I'm like, eh, fuck it. We're going to sleep anyway. Yeah. And then inevitably, I wake up and like if I do put the TV on, it's just annoying in the middle of the night. So it's usually better if I, you know, just go to sleep without the TV. I don't know how I got into this part, into this, but yeah, that's my sleeping schedule. Schedule. <laughs> Fucking, so you should, you watched the whole show except for the And I was falling, last as- I was falling asleep during the season, the during the finale. Okay. Which overall, not counting that episode, obviously, what did you think of the show? I really because enjoyed it. It was I fucking told you. It was mind candy. I mean I mean I don't know if that's the right best word, but it was just no brain. You go in, you 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 check out, you have you know, and yeah. But there enjoy are those... the stupidity of it. Did you know his first film, um, James Gunn? 
was Tromeo and Juliet. No. Yeah. Tromeo? What's that? Tromeo and Juliet, like the Tromovision. Um, oh, shit. Uh, I want to say John Waters, but that's not right. What's Tromovision? Um, so, uh, Toxic Avenger. Oh. That whole line of series. That was a pretty decent cartoon. I didn't get a... That's one of those shows that it was, was hard to... Not even the cartoons, but it was the movies. Oh, the movies. Those uh, were... I guess, I guess the movie was first, right? I believe and so. And it was supposed to be like a horror movie. Yeah. It, but then it caught on in a big way, and then they were doing like that cartoon for a while. I had some of the action figures, or at least one. Yeah, what else? Yeah, uh, 48 years of uh, disturbing media, trauma, Tromo, T-R-O-M-A. Yeah, Toxic Avenger. I heard they're doing a new <clears throat> Toxic Avenger show or movie. I'm not sure which, but they're they're so cheesy and uh, and like on purpose. Well, yeah, cheesy. it's like B movie, you know, like but fucking Sharknado status. My son loves those, by the way. Or he but did no 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 budget whatsoever, except Sh- for Sharknado. I think they actually not... started getting a budget in those, but just because unexpectedly they they you know they. People love the fuck out of them. I don't get that whole thing. Are you into B-movies? Some, but it's more of the exception rather than the rule. Um, and I only, go, I only kind of go to like, I don't think this is really a B-movie, but like Evil Dead or, you know, the first one I think was mm. pretty close. Well, in today's standards, yeah, sure. But like back then probably wouldn't uh, consider it yeah. one because all all horror movies were made with that kind of budget. Or at least the ones that were awesome. You know, like Friday the 13th didn't have a big budget. Uh, yeah. I don't know about Nightmare on Elm Street. They, some of them they don't. I mean, other than... But you try to watch those movies and like uh, MC Virus, he's a huge fan of old, uh, you know, horror movies. The older, he's super into that and especially Evil Dead. He's a big Say fan of that one. My boomstick. I think I like that one just because it's more of a parody and a horror, and it's trying to do a bunch. It does a weird variety of different things, and it's ultra cheesy. The Ash versus the Evil Dead series was really good too. I meant to watch that. Was it pretty good? Where, I, do, where does that fall in in the, in the chronological order? After so, Ash. Is back in real time. I'm doing quotes. Real so time. after Army of Darkness. So after the movies, um, he's got the chainsaw hand. He's running his old dad's um, lumber store or hard hardware store, I think, or at some point in time he was. And then you know Nep- Necronomicon comes back, and he has kind of two sidekicks. This uh, I think it's kind of like Mexican girl, or uh, maybe I'm not sure, but. And the, and then Pedro, uh, this kind of dude's kind of like almost like a kid and play ish thing, right? But it's it's a really good dynamic because it's more than just Ash. Those other characters are also kind other of ca- monster slayers of with them. Um, I, I'm gonna have to IMDb. other other characters to bounce off of exactly. So Wh- it, while you're looking at that, like, and we were on the um, Peacemaker talking for a minute, oh, and yeah. like, as uh, no, you're good, squirrel. No, you're good. Um, 
the I I got really interested in like just the character of Vigilante after watching. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you get into that and you find out that um, Vigilante is clearly a attempt at like ripping off Deadpool first of all, but mm-hmm. the main difference between him and uh, Deadpool. It's because, like, he, uh, what the funny part is, is, like, you find out that the, uh, first, um, that he, the vigilante title has been passed around a few times. Kind of like the Red Hood. Yeah. But the, the original guy had, like, a healing factor and, you know, used, he was very much like Deadpool. Maybe not in, like, the since that he's funny and shit like they kind of added that and now he's like really like deadpool in the show Mm -hmm. but i think it's funny how they you know how he's like getting really fucked up in the show and then it seems like he dies like he's gonna bleed out and then he's just fine at the end of the episode like yeah uh i like how they don't mention that he can heal but it seems like that's what he's doing you know Mm. what i mean I, I I don't think I even put those two together. And it, like, if you didn't know anything about the character, you wouldn't really pick that up. But I think that's what he's kind of hinting at: is that oh yeah, he's kind of he's got healing factors, but not that he's doing it kind of in an uh, like kind of an ironic way or whatever. You know, he's like I liked that how he like kept you're like oh no, he's gonna die, and then you know, or when he's getting his toe cut off. <laughs> And then he limps around for a little bit, and then he's fine in the next episode. Like, super funny. Like, and the guy that played him, he was great too. Mm-hmm. Like when he, you know, he's getting tortured, and he, they go to pull his mask off, and he's doing all the crazy faces. <laughs> it's like if I change my expression, they can't recognize <laughs> me in a lineup. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's doing all the yeah, the crazy uh, face. And he's like, uh, they, they did a really good job of writing him because like. You know, you'd get those points. You'd almost feel like he does have some feelings. And then John Cena, in the last episode, spoiler alert, shoots his dad. And then he's crying. And he's like... I did see that. You know, and then so... And then Vigilante's like super baffled by this. He's like, dude, this is a really weird time to do your face exercises. (laughs) And then you're like, oh yeah, he's a psychopath. He doesn't have any feelings like that. No, but in the the first episode, or I mean the second, he walked in on him crying. And you said those was his face exercises. He wasn't crying. Oh yeah. So that's why he's like, that's why... But he doesn't get it. Uh He's like, oh, well, are you doing your... Yeah, completely oblivious to everything. Yeah, he's never cried before. He doesn't feel (laughs) sadness and shit. And he's like so likable that you forget that he's a complete psychopath (laughs) until... Every once in a while, oh yeah. Oh yeah, so Put the in that in the basket that in that sense there is like subtlety to that show. It, it it does seem mindless on the surface, but then you do get those that character development with you know Peacemaker. That's kind of what the show's about is him transitioning or attempting to transition into a legit hero. Mm-hmm. You know, and it seems like he his heart was always in the right place. But he had his really super shitty racist dad that, you know, mentally abused him. And, you know, and no wonder he was on the wrong track and brainwashed and, you know, thinking that he was doing the right things. Another thing with his brother. 
Yeah. He did kill. How he, fucked up. And I brought that up at one point, didn't yeah, I? You said, you, you cut, yeah, you called it. Super fucked up. And like, and like, yeah, he, he was so mentally abused and fucked up that even when his brother's like seizing out, he's like, oh, he's fishing out, huh? Thinking it's funny because, you know, his, the fucked up environment he was mm-hmm. in. So in that sense, like it is a mindless show, but then you look at it in that way and it's super messed up. Like, like they come at it in a funny way and I think it's a really funny way, but like, think about being in that kind of situation, how messed up. And it's like cool to see, you know, and like the other characters come around to him when they hate him so much in the beginning, you know, like that chick hardcore and they're just I like that show a lot, and I hope they keep going. I imagine they will. I think it's had some pretty good success, and it's a good starting jumping off platform for other characters. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I like that act- actress from uh, Orange Is the New Black. I don't remember her name. The which big one? Black, bigger black girl. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot she was in the Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, it's a decent show too. I never watched all of it, but I did watch some of it. That's one I need to go back and. Yeah, I kind of fell off towards the end. It was kind of. Still though, it's one of those really popular ones that I should check out. There's a reason shows are popular usually, and like I used to be that guy that would be like, "Ah, oh, I'm not watching that. Everybody's watching that. That's stupid." And yeah. then, you know, eventually I come around and I'm like, like Game of Thrones, for example. I'm like, lame, super lame, not ever going to watch that. And then I watch, you know, I saw a clip on Facebook, you know, of the mountain crushing that dude's skull. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm going to watch this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm probably going to watch this now. And I totally did. I watched everything in like two weeks. Up to like season six or whatever, seven. Yeah. Because I had like a free trial on Amazon. So I'm like, I got two weeks. <laughs> you got to finish it. To watch it all. And like I made it through most of it. And then there was like three episodes left and the sub ran out. So I had to like start paying. I was like, fuck. Oh, well. And then the next season after that, I bought on YouTube. Did you know you could do that? Yeah, I think I've, I've seen. I bought that. the whole season on there, and you can watch it. Yeah, I can't anytime. watch regular TV on a computer. I need. I want it on. No, the, I do it on my streaming on t- on the TV. Oh yeah, you can do that too. I got the Roku. Yeah, we've got. We just have a projector and Xbox. Pretty much does everything. Yeah, same thing. I, th- for there for a while, my Switch was a glorified streaming device. Yep. That's all anybody was using it for. My kids would watch YouTube on it. And, uh, you know, I'd watch like Netflix or whatever, YouTube, uh, trying to figure out something to, damn it. I need to mute my phone. I've been trying to figure out some games to buy on that thing. Just so I'm using it. The switch. Yeah. Don't know. We have the Wii U as the last one. Yeah. Last game I played on that was breath of the wild. Actually Zelda. Yeah. That was a good one. This is a good game. Um, I was gonna say something about so speak something. So speaking of streaming, oh, there's a new show coming to Netflix, Sandman. 
Oh yeah, you've been talking a lot about so, this and the, the tie-ins with Lucifer and all that. So, it, well, they released a graphic novel of the original Sandman. I think it's a hardcover. I don't know, but uh, on the on the jacket, Netflix logo. So it's like it's official. You know, it's uh-huh. like it's like seeing the action figure of the. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Lucifer was what a CW show, or what was it? Whoa. It's one of them CW shows, I think. You might be, or F... FX? Yeah, maybe it was FX. But Netflix picked, acquired it and has been doing the The only reason series. I say that is that they're the same uh, universe, right? Is Yeah, they're... Uh, I mean, it's all Neil, kind of the overarching. Yeah, and, it, and actually, now that you say that, Lucifer is part of Netflix and that, so we may see the actor from... Lucifer. See that's well, that'd what be was, sweet. That's what I was wondering is if they're gonna like do full on. It and it took a is if they're staying true to the comic, um, it's gonna take a while. I don't think Lucifer came in until at least the second graphic novel, but or trade paperback. Uh, but I could be wrong. It's been a while. Since, well, since you I said those that. the Sandman graphic novel that came out what the eighties or nineties something like that. You said it was a while ago, yeah. right? I think prob- probably eighties. I think that's the best way to go is to like do the full on tie in. But I mean, with DC, you never know. And I, I actually kind of wanted to talk about with. It seems like with you know Peacemaker um batman coming up and stuff hopefully that ty- that's next week right or this week um last up. week batman well it's it's coming out at well we record this and drop them a week later oh right yeah. so so it, by the time you're hearing this it'll be out in theaters right um so hopefully that they do something and that's not like a standalone thing that that would be nice if it ties into they, things they've got in some it, they way think every they're doing that everywhere with it so i would be surprised i'm just hoping this is like a year one batman you know what i mean that's kind of what i've heard a little bit it's so it's so maybe this could still be but there's penguin ba- this there's could s- penguin in year one i don't know i haven't read batman year one I, and they're not giving penguin a cigar he can't well, smoke. he was skinny. He was skinny guy. Was, are they using the skinny guy? No, he's... Or they, like in Gotham, they had a skinny dude, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't know. He didn't smoke either, now that I think about it. They're using the Riddler. The Riddler's the bad guy. I don't know if they're using two bad guys. I haven't watched a shitload about it or read a bunch. I've, I've tried to avoid all of it because I want to go into it unbiased. Right. You know, just because everybody's all upset with robert Patterson, well, but i where think it's fine i'm not yeah it'll be fine i where i was going with that is like you, with peacemaker looks like they're attempting to build a you know a, a universe a universe yeah. that all ties together which fucking great good for them i think that's the about time you know what i mean mm-hmm. hopefully they stick with the snyder cut stuff you know peacemaker all ties into that and Suicide Squad, and that's all really, really awesome, and I love it all. My question is, is like, 
Marvel's going in a pretty good direction right now. Still, like we were a little worried after Endgame, like what what happens? And we've had a few movies that are like questionable, like Black Widow. Like, what did we really need that? Did we really need Eternals? But Shang Chi. I mean, uh, Spider Man. Everything's doing really well. I like where they're going with the multiverse idea. But after that. After we get the multiverse, after we've defeated Kang, we're, and we lose all of the original actors at this point, right? This will be, what, another, let's say it's another 10 years. What do you think kills the, do you think is that that's what kills the, the, the MCU altogether? When does the MCU stop? Like When, when, they, do, when, when do they, they stop they, making money? When, Right, but so I, I think or what, the, the what jump th- the what shark think, moment. What, what you do know? you think causes that? Does Kevin Feige step out? Does I think it, it just do they just beat the horse until it is bloody and bruised and dead and no one gives a shit anymore? For me, it's when it stops becoming about telling when it's no longer about telling a story, but and, it becomes just, about making a buck. And 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 just churning out filler and for no for no reason, you know. Endgame was great. I mean, you could write a psychology college lover doctorate level paper diving into the issues that Endgame and all of the characters and the trials and the struggles that they faced, you know, was very deep and powerful beyond just Be- yeah, superheroes because, because that, of that, that history. That transcendence kind of, or you know, fall and 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 rebirth kind of stories that uh, made it epic. And if if they lose that, then you know, there's if if it's just a man running around in tights again, right? And this is what I'm I'm starting to see is like back in the day we knew, and we know what killed Spider Man three. We know what killed. All those older superhero movies, or most of them, is like you're packing in characters, too many villains that we have no history on, or I mean, we do from the comics, but well, you don't. You're not able. You're not there, able yeah. to get uh, emotionally invested in characters like Eternals. They're starting to like so. Spider-Man three, you had three bad guys, right? Yeah, you had Sandman, you and, had, and some of them. Well, and I would I would argue you also had and you had the symbiote Spider Man and the black right. Venom suit right. that should be considered a villain within itself. Uh huh. And then but Venom. so okay, but the, my point is is like you have you know Green Goblin. You had a little history there, and then you had Harry, and like obviously you have your history there, and you're a little emotionally invested there. But like, but then you packing in a whole bunch of other characters and trying to fill in story with in and like muddling muddying the waters, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what the old movies fell into is like trying to pack in these characters for no reason. Endgame worked because it made sense, right? It all made sense because we had all that history, and then when everybody was together. Just because you might have only seen Drax for a minute there, it still was meaningful because we've seen Drax in so many other scenes, right? Mm-hmm. When you do it in uh, like Spider-Man 3, 
you're like, okay, cool, that's Sandman. Like, cool. Like, and he was great, but at the same time, you're like, eh, whatever. And they, they're kind of falling into that with, like, um, Eternals, for example. How what many... If, what how if many... that movie... I thought that movie is just to introduce those characters to set them up for something later. You know, I I enjoyed it for what it was but yeah but was it needed right here like it did what did it do what's the thing what i'm hoping is it's gonna build to something else but you you could say that eternals did nowhere near as good as like some of the older mcu movies right like and it was a little confusing they had i mean how many eternals are there (laughs) there's like 10 or 11 of them like there's a lot of characters to keep track of which isn't a huge deal but let's be honest most people were myth uh based on like a lot of uh greek or roman mythology too right so i think you know having a little for me having a little bit of kind of mythological education or you know knowing a little bit about it helped kind of to kind of fill in a lot of those gaps and recognize a lot of things quicker than um right well and that's fair enough but my my point is is like the i think keeping it simple is the best way to do things you look at iron man first iron man for example very simple story told the story didn't have too many people in there uh to muddy it up it was very simple and to the point and it worked great Right, it was like it was also before they knew that nailed down the formula for right doing it and knew what how big it was going to actually the be. The different the thing that made the MCU so great was like they knew when to keep it simple and then they knew when to go big, right? And it's like they kept it simple, kept it simple, kept it simple. Then Avengers, it's a little bigger. Then that you know, keep it simple some more, and then a little bigger with the next Avengers, and then the big finale with Endgame and all mm-hmm. that. And it's like, I think, with the way that it's working out, that actually the DC, if they start to get, and they are, they're starting to get a little cohesive universe going, if they can do that and make it as big as the MCU, I think they outlast the MCU at this point. Because MCU at this point is fighting to top themselves. DC is down here and just trying to catch up. So I think they got more time to catch up and do their thing and become interesting. Marvel's going to fight to stay interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I I think at this point they outlast the MCU as far as... uh, I think if the MCU burns the fans, DC could be in the same boat regardless. Yeah, they might take DC down with them. Yeah, I think if, you know, if it's... You know, if they, yeah, they, they burn the audience. Um, but I think what DC is lacking is what made, well, like what I was going back to with the end game is it had those epic human moments in there. And I think a lot of the DC movies lack that they're, they're just, they're relying too much on, on the capes and just, you know, the old, the old kind of trope there, there are exceptions, um, but there's not as many of those, those kind of transcendent moments, you know, where they they kind of break through, 
what that it's not right. it's, you know you're watching it it's not just about a comic it's book not anymore. just about their super antics it's about their personal lives too mm-hmm. like hawkeye i mean that was a great example of like sub story that you know was really emotionally charged and like you really felt like when you know when he's out there with his family and they're talking about hot dogs and then he turns around and they're all gone you really felt that yeah you, like there's nowhere in superman where you were like your heartstrings were pulled like his dad maybe when he's you know gives him the thumbs up or whatever the fuck he does when he goes into the tornado who the hell's gonna notice him flying in there to save his dad when there's a tornado like you could just totally say ah you're crazy man that didn't happen (laughs) you didn't see anybody fly in there like that made no sense to me which, you know, which one and Superman about? when Kevin is it Kevin Costner was his his dad, like his Earth dad. Yeah, I don't remember. And so and then there's the tornado, right? And like he knows he has superpowers at this point, and so his dad, instead of like letting his son save him, he he waves him down. No, no, no. Nobody can know that you have superpowers. And allows him to himself to die. Hmm. It made zero sense. It's like who's watching when there's a tornado right there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he totally could have zoomed in there and saved him, and it would have. They needed to have its Bambi moment. Bambi. Well, mama. yeah, and that, that's the point. Is like they tried too hard. There it didn't make sense. Like they were like they wanted you to feel emotionally like get emotional there, and it's like. I don't really care, Kevin. I don't really care. <laughs> now, when you know t- some little kids die or vanish, you know Hawkeye's kids vanish. I felt that uh, his yeah. wife too, because you'd seen her in previous movies. Or so, Spider Man, and oh yeah, <laughs> you know, oh yeah, so many people like literally cried. I think I did. I'm pretty sure I cried at that. <laughs> You know, and I cried during, fuck, I, I I, think I've cried at the majority of the MCU movies. It, you know, Guardians, you know, as funny and wacky and silly as those movies are, they really pull at the heartstrings. You know, like, this- we are Groot. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, we are, fuck. <laughs> I think sometimes... What what could be you know the jump the shark movie uh, moment for MCU is kind of and we're starting to see a little bit you know everyone trying to be like James Gunn or everyone trying to be like Deadpool and relying too much of the the shtick and the joke and the comedic and less of those those there's that too you know I think that's you know one thing that's like all right okay yeah it's getting those, less cute now. It's uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I was felt that kind of. I'm like, okay, this is funny. Like in Peacemaker, and it's like, but we're starting to oversaturate with that. Well, and I think well, as far as I think have, Peacemaker is the exception because I mean, it is it is James Gunn, and I think what he did. Yeah, he gets away with it. And I also also there was a mean tweet that said, "Why do you take a character that no one gives a shit about and make give him his own TV series?" And actually, that's exactly the point. That's why I think it worked. Yeah. Because you weren't invested in him, you were, you're, you're almost like you know he was like 
he's the, like the bad guy, the bad dad, you know, the turncoat and uh-huh. in, uh, in, in Suicide Squad too. Uh, yeah. But well, you almost hate him at the end of that. You do. And it, I totally, I was like, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, glad that he got, he was dead and then he's totally not. <laughs> no. But, and then, uh, then I ended up really liking his character from, I let you borrow some of the Suicide Squad yeah, comics. Recent run. I was going to ask you about that. Um, but yeah, you end up really giving a shit about him and liking him again. It's like you see why he, you know, he really felt bad about killing Flag. You know, he was, and you find out that he's just doing what he thinks he's supposed to do to make people like him at some level. And on top of that, you know, be the hero that he thinks he should be and hero the way he sh- thinks he should. Mm-hmm. And I really like that, that change that you f- see in him in that show. That's another important thing to kind of see growth in a character. Mm-hmm. And I think Batman can struggle with a little bit of that. Yeah, how does Batman grow? You know, because it's always the same Yeah, he's got to be thing. dark and brooding and, you know. You know, see, and, and, you see little bits and pieces here too. But, I mean, although of the DC movies, Batman has the best track record for Actually, the biggest change I saw in like a Batman character, and I just watched, I think last week, was the Injustice animated movie. Mm. Have you watched that? I haven't watched too much. It's a- much of the uh, animated stuff. I know I hear a lot of good stuff. It's about pretty all of decent. It, but... It's pretty good. And but there's, it's obviously a different alternate Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, but. By the end of it, you know, uh, they do do a little bit of that character. He does change a lot. Like, he's dark brooding, not talking. There's a point where Damien uh, mistakenly kills uh, Dick. Um, They have this thing where he will, you know, throw one of his batons and, you know, Dick will always catch it. You know what I mean? And this time he doesn't when they're in the middle of a fight and it kills him. And, you know, and Batman flips out and blames Damien and, you know, tells him that he's a, a, a lost cause and whatever. Um, And that was a little, you know, him having that breaking moment where he's like, had that emotional, like, flip out. This is all your fault. And then he goes and he he breaks down by himself with Selena, Catwoman. Um, and he, he breaks down and cries. And you see a lot of different emotional range in him in that. And then by the end, they save the day and he's like, fuck it. And he, you know, he takes his mask off and like just kisses a cat woman and decides that, you know, maybe it's time to open up to, to people. And that's like one of the biggest emotional, like, you know what I mean? Ranges that I've seen in Batman in one story is like he yeah. goes from happy, sad, crying, uh, brooding, you know, is so and it, it, it's almost like he's just part of the backdrop, and some of the other characters around him are, are the more dynamic of them. Joker's always, you know, Joker's Joker, yeah, and he's not really. You get the three Jokers, you know, from that, that one story, and they're they're different in their ways. Have you read that one yet? No, that that one's. 
but the Batman thing, but uh, still kind of. And I was thinking me. more about the in the movies was more. My comment was directed more than any the, you know, like thinking of the Batman movies and the Joker's the Joker performances have been so. Oh, there, yeah, those you are know, so different. You know, or like um, you know the. Uh, the guy that did American Psycho, uh, the actor Christian uh, Bale, Christian Bale, Batman. Everyone else around him made that movie good. You don't think it was him? I think he he did the part well, but everyone else around him, you know, it's like James Brown wouldn't be shit without his band. Uh, right. Well, and I think yeah, you got a good point. It's like without. Without Heath Ledger, that second movie might not have been as good. Mm-hmm. But who knows? You could have had another great somebody do another great uh, Joker. Who knows? Or but the, you're right. Or the he, Morgan, Morgan but Heath, Freeman Heath, character, um, you know, playing alongside him. You know, uh, oh, I forget I forget his character. Oh, name. F- Lucius Fox. Yeah, Lucy. Yeah, yeah. He did have a lot of great support and like. That's another thing about like why the MCU is so good. Even the supporting characters are intriguing and you know funny, and you're interested in their story a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it's like where else you don't give a fuck what the side characters are doing in Justice League, and that's another thing. Like the multi-layered setup of the story the like and that like and the only way to get that is like you have those lesser characters but you've seen them in so many movies that you give a shit of it's, about even them you know they they do have the luxury of having those the history that they do to slowly roll out those characters yes. and that's where i'm hoping eternals fits in so it's like like right now we're like where does this doesn't make sense you know and i'm hoping that yeah yeah well things- and kind of like in uh kind of like captain marvel and with uh, the uh, uh rambo what's what's her name melissa what's her rambo rambo well yeah she's a photo oh oh fo- yeah so it's like we got that little bit of history she was a little girl in captain marvel and then now there wasn't like a lot of history there, but still it was cool to see that transition her become a hero in something completely different mm-hmm. in hot in uh WandaVision. Yeah. And that was actually unexpected. That's not something I saw coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially in that show. You would almost think that would have happened in a in in Captain Marvel movie or something, right? So that's another thing is like the interesting ways that they are able to roll those side characters in and you don't know which ones are eventually going to become a hero. I mean, you can guess and you can have an educated guess based on comics, but you never really know who they're actually going to roll in. It's like some of these characters they might roll in to just kind of see if people like them or not. Yeah. Which isn't a bad idea considering the Brie Larson thing, which I don't really get. Like, she can have her opinions. I don't really get upset about people's opinions. So what What was her, what was the story? Uh, she got upset. Uh, she's kind of a feminist or whatever. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know exactly what her views are, but I did hear that she said something about um, she didn't want, like, mid- middle-aged white men watching her movie because... 
of like feminist her views on you know i think it was something with like the me too thing you know what i mean so she wanted women out supporting her movie and not you know white men which is whatever well you shouldn't be doing a comic Uh, she's an actor and i'm not like i don't think her her ideas are gonna be world changing you know what i mean i don't expect her she to... just comes off i mean i don't beside any of her political views she does seem like a, just a, she just seems like a bitch yeah she does she i mean like she in just of... interviews that that was that i've seen her in and uh there's this one youtuber that i watch um charisma on command or something like that but he analyzes like the body lay body be le- Body language, yeah, and and behavior and language, and analyzes it and how you know how confident people, mm-hmm. you know, treat people and you know um, and interact with people, and how unconfident people react. And she and she was one of the examples of you unconfident. know unconfident. Yeah, she's like, she's talking about doing her own stunts. It's like, oh, I I I do all my own stunts. Uh, like she's like trying to impress everyone. I mean, yeah, and she. It just it was just I guess more that she not was very, very modest, unsure about herself, and it just came off as bitchy, right? When, no, I, and she was also around very charismatic people. We're talking, is, yeah, uh, which is for, fu- um, which is funny, uh, since her character is to, so supposed to be so over, like supremely confident, like she's powerful, every reason to be confident, and yeah, she does seem kind of fake confident. Like she's not a believable badass to me. So a side note, the comic uh has been pretty good up to late of uh Captain Marvel. Or yeah. is that right? Yeah. Uh the Marvels, right? Just Captain Marvel, her solo. Oh, okay. The last one I like they had a run that was pretty good and then this second arc that just ended uh I'm um, it was Again, you, they instead of real conflict, they just, you know, or a, a resolution, they just called in the Avengers and did I? It's all fixed, right? You know, so it was like, so you built up for five books for this. Yeah, lazy, it, it, it's lazy like, writing. It's lazy. Or it's like, why did you pick a big, such a big idea if it's just. You know, it's like yeah. If you couldn't come up with a solution, like a more complex solution to the problem, than just going, "Oh, Avengers hit the hit so, the." So what was happening is this thing was taking these suits and controlling other superheroes to attack Cap uh, to attack her, um, and so she was going through and freeing them and trying to figure out who did it, and yeah, it was just it that one kind of failed, but. Before it was it was doing pretty good, so yeah, I say this is pretty good, and then I complain how much I don't like it. <laughs> well, dude, it's like that in comics, dude. Like, I wish it was that simple. I wish, like, there's some stories that you know I started out liking in the first like five issues, and then it let's start mm-hmm. like Shang Chi. Uh, that's actually a surprisingly good book, but that one ties into yeah. the previous. It's one that you gotta. Um, so if you want it to make sense, you need to go back and read the previous run. Um, yeah, I think that one is actually, that one's not bad. 
it's not bad. I, I actually liked it a lot. It's got some really good supporting characters in it. Um, have you are you caught up on the silver coin? Yes. How many issues is that supposed to be? Is, well, they just renewed, so because uh, it was going to be until the wheels fall off type thing. I, I'm, I'm I'm hoping so. It was only supposed to be five issues, yeah, right? five or six or whatever. And we're on nine. nine? Yeah, that last one was pretty good. I read it right. It, it was. Which, was it, <clears throat> remind me what it was about. Again? It was. Uh, so you know, in like the eighties, the Wall Street shit, where dudes were like. The Wall Street cl- crash, and then everybody was yeah, like, he was a, he was, yeah, people the, were throwing broker. themselves out of windows, and I don't know the exact history, but they kind of played on that, and that, um, yeah, the coin was bought by this, you know, uh, Wall Street trader, and then his um, janitor, um, came, like kind of got became. Um, yeah, he got fell under the spell of the coin, and then everybody that saw it in the building, I'm guessing, that was a little bit confusing. Um, but I think, uh, like he dove out the like the, the like they were fighting over the coin. The fo- the coin goes out the window. He dove out the window after it, and then other people are like diving out of the building. Oh yeah, to catch After the coin. At the so end, I yeah. think yeah, the people that saw it, they immediately just uh, like. I think that is such a great story. I just wonder how long it goes before it gets stale, right? Like I don't want yeah. them to overdo it. I would almost like them to wrap it up because I think it's so good that I don't want it to be, turn into like I don't. Like, you know that whole mystery of, like, where does Yoda come from? I don't want to know. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want somebody to come around and arrogantly tell me where he comes from. <laughs> you know, you don't know, fucker. And I want it to be a mystery. Some things need to be a mystery. And, like, I don't want too much origin on the coin. They did a little explanation in the last, or in five, right? Or Yeah, whatever was supposed to end with the cult. The cult. Right. And I didn't, I... I like that they did that and i wanted more at the time but now that i'm reading like we're getting more and more issues i kind of hope they don't uh overdo it like in you know in the old horror movies when they start like jason you know you get into the fifth you get into the fifth one jason goes to hell or whatever and it's starting to get a little you know there you could tell they're just pulling ideas out of their asshole and you're getting to starting to see where they're the transition of the coin from holder to holder too. Which that's that's I like that. I like that a lot. Yep. I, I don't think it's necessary. I bet they could just chop it, you know, just do it, uh, you know, how they have been too. But I think every once in a while, it's I think it's pretty cool. The, yeah, making it conical where you can see the progression of the story. Uh, I like that. I definitely like that better. I mean, we did kind of see the transition. Some of those ones, though, you didn't. You you just kind of saw. It just rolled off, right, and then they right. just kind of found it later in a box years later or right. something. So you didn't always get that. I'm more of a fan of, like, conical storytelling. I don't necessarily like that episodic 
Um, where, you know, like Rick and Morty, I mean, I like it for Rick and Morty because it makes sense for Rick and Morty, um, but where one episode doesn't tie in at all to the last one, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And that's kind of how some of those earlier silver coin books, uh, felt. Um, so I do like that tie together, but I'm just wondering when this starts to get a little stale. Yeah. But I also, I think, tying into actual events is a really great idea. You know? Like, so, maybe, like, like that whole Wall Street thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, like real life events. Yeah, or, right. Do they do, it's almost like Salem Witch Trials one, wasn't there? Or, yeah, yeah. And, that, uh, that was one of them. Um, and then they were doing that yeah, kind that of themed. Cool. They did kind of the themed thing at the beginning. So they did the... Um, like the guitar, you know, the band. Yeah. And then it was, uh, you know, they did the uh, kind of Camp Crystal Lake one. It was kind of an older horror movie vibe in that one. And then, so I kind of like when they do that changing theme as well. I really dig that. So all I can see is there's a number 10 coming. Yeah. Silver coin. Yeah, I just hope they don't go too long with it and and make it suck by the end. I think, uh, you know, how uh, Stray Dogs uh, was written as a story with a beginning and an end, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't drag it out. Yeah, they did the Stray Dogs um, dog days just to... But that was just kind of expanding the yeah. existing story. It didn't... Uh, they didn't try to drag it out or anything. That was just kind of... I still haven't read the second one yet. It's good, man. Like, I, I'm a really big fan of all that. As yeah. sad as... A, as my, That's kind of the thing. Is like, you don't want great stories like that to end, but at the same time, you don't want it to drag out and suck and then have some uh, drawn-out story where they don't know how it's going to end, and then they're like, oh, fuck, how are we going to wrap this Let's up? Let's call up the Avengers. Let's just let them yeah, sweep it I, up. Exactly, exactly, like but, you said. And, yeah. The the Amazing Spider-Man has been pretty good this recent run. I was kind of worried when they started pushing, you know, four books a month and then occasional tie-ins. But, Different Spider-Man titles or amazing that same Spider- title? That's still Amazing Spider-Man. Holy shit. But I think that I've noticed, I haven't figured out the pattern exactly, but there's several different storylines. It's basically if they made, instead of having all these big crossovers, they put it in one kind of column. Amazing Spider-Man, one, two, three, you know? So right. I think it. I liked that. Because then you didn't have you didn't have to worry about a bunch of other titles and and each you know each had its own feel. Um, it wasn't until they introduced their new villain, this Queen Goblin, that I thought it felt a little kind of watered down. I felt like they did okay. Here's a book for the collector or the speculator, and the the meat and the substance kind of lacked a little bit. I think um, this one of the the one of the recent ones is pretty epic. Um, and it's Ben Riley as Spider Man. Oh, so this See, is that's because that... it's the Beyond Corp. Um, and there's also a Ben Riley Spider Man one and five series, which, if you're reading as it comes out, is really a good compliment. 
and kind of goes into the original backstory. And, you know, it's always the, 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 the problem we've talked about with Spider-Man before. Spider-Man is a young character. Is you know when we're talking the movies or the comics, it's always the young guy, and it's so with using Ben Riley, I think it, it you're able, able to, to go to that age older route a little bit. Yep, you know another another few years like the working class man, you know, into his thirties. Um, you know, we haven't seen you know well, geriatric Spider Man or anything yet. Well, but. and Ben Riley's got a built in tragic story anyway, even yeah. more so than. Uh, peter parker i mean he went from you know what a fucking crazy mind fuck he went through right from going to oh you are the real peter parker wait no you're not um and i like that that was a decent i know it's not like a hugely popular run like the whole clone saga with jekyll and where he came from and then they had See, I've never read. I've only heard about it. I haven't read the. It's kind of long winded, and it's like it's not the best writing, and like, but I like what came out of it. I do like the Ben Riley thing. Um, that actually Ben Riley's Spider Man. Um, there was a point when, like we were saying. Uh, that he was convinced and told that he was the real Peter Parker. Um, and he had been living his life as Ben Riley, not knowing he was the real Peter Parker, the one, the Spider-Man that we'd been watching for years and years was a clone, and people fucking hated that. You know what I mean? So they had to switch it around and go, oh, wait, no, never mind. You aren't the real and that suit, I was going to mention that. You just handed me a copy of Ben Riley Spider-Man number two. The cover art is really good. I like it. Yeah, definitely 90s kind of homage. Uh, yeah. And I think it's badly but that, this, is on there, too. This suit, this suit is bad. one of my favorites. And it's off-center, too. Have you noticed the spider... So it, so if you're looking at it, the, the arms of the spider go across the whole chest yeah, of Spider-Man. Yeah, it kind of goes up over his shoulders and down around his so it's waist. A, so it's a big spider. And it and looks it's like off-center. a more rugged suit, like one you would see in like the Marvel movies. Yeah, There's a lot more uh, going on with it, with the web shooters on the wrists. It's one of my favorite uh, spider suits. And uh, during the um, DC... Marvel crossover in 96. Um, that is, he is the Spider Man that was uh, in that run. Hmm. Uh, just a fun fact. And, and that was what, that run was actually what made me really love, made me familiar with that, that Ben Riley yeah. Spider Man. And this is, this is Amazing Spider Man number 90. This had an epic Ben Riley moment. So that's Queen Goblin. Um, she has this stare where she kind of can like hypnotize people and like make who's, them. Who's Queen Goblin? It's a new. That's the new villain. No, I know, but who is? Is she like? Um, I they didn't say per God se, but or... I think it's the Kafka shrink was then turned into a villain. And she's like almost wearing uh, Asgardian type. And that helmet. Yeah, the kind of thing is, uh, I'm not sure if that's what you call the goblin gaze, but anyways. The gaze? The gaze. The goblin gaze, yeah, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
so Peter Parker, or I'm sorry, Ben, um, is chasing her on the glider because she's another goblin and swinging out over uh, probably the ocean. Um, and he, she hits him with that gaze and he falls into the, into the water and he's hypnotized thinking he's basically trying to give up all the, like the voices that is trying to like hypnotize him is like, you know, just give up. You're the biggest problem. You're the failure. Everyone hurts. And he's like dis- descending to the bottom of the water as this happens. And then he kind of hits the bottom and he kind of sees kind of, you know, Peter Parker. And he says, you know, it's like, you, you've got, you know, both of us can do it. And they kind of had this, he's like, you know what? I, just don't stop trying. Hmm. Don't give up. And then he just bounces up and then he's like free again. So it was just kind of cool. Not only is he physically descending into the water, but emotionally he's just going down into the abyss. It's the bottom and then back into business and kind mm-hmm. of kicking ass again. That's uh, kind of uh, one of the cornerstones of Spider-Man though, is mm-hmm. his indomitable will to not, not fail and to keep he's, trying. He has every reason to not fail. And that's and that's why that's why he is one of the most popular superheroes ever. Mm-hmm. Is because of that. I think that relatability and you know that encouragement, you know. Well, yeah, he's such a he really has a heart of gold and like he really 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 cares about not failing people and being that hero and he takes that great responsibility mm-hmm. line that's like who he is and when he does fail it really fucks him up yep there was um <clears throat> something in did you read the amazing fantasy run the new one I missed that one. It's no. pretty good, man. I'll let you borrow it. I like it. Um, and there was some of that in there. It was the um, no? It was Marvel Zombies. That it during the Marvel Zombies run. Yeah, Peter um, was the only one that like kept a shred of his humanity to where he felt actual guilt, and it, he battled himself internally. About eating uh, be, brains, and, or yeah, yeah. Well, about he killed Aunt May and everything, mm-hmm. and uh, like, and so he had he was the only one that refused to like fully give in to the zombification and like not give a fuck. Like he's the only one, that, and I think he had something to do with like the end of all that. I'm not really sure. I didn't read it. I watched some YouTube's about it. I kind of want to read it though. I, I I read a little bit. I started it. Watch but that, that's, die. that's the interesting thing is like he might be the best of all the heroes as far as his like he's truly a good person mm-hmm. like like the only other like morally like uncorruptible person that there might be would be Captain America but even him but he still gets kind of blinded by his own pride too right you know and it's like does peter does that ever happen to peter he makes mistakes but that's just because well, he's young when you saw like the cocky dancing right peter that's, from the you know the but that was the corruption of the black suit you know in the symbiote. and he was never actually evil no but when he, he wore the suit maybe during the spider shadow which i bought all of it oh, i bought, i finished it when i went to 
uh, Mile High. I think I mentioned it on last episode. You mentioned Went you there, it, finished yeah. up my 2099 one X-Men run, which nice. is fucking sick. I finished, I bought um, the Star Jammers uh, run. Familiar, you, yeah. don't, you don't know the Star Jammers? No. Okay. Oh, I was going to bring that. And that, there was a pretty cool excerpt. But Star Jammers, um, so you are familiar with Cyclops, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and kind of the story. Do you know the story of him and his brother? It's like when they If were, I did it from like the X-Men cartoons. <laughs> right. So when they were kids, I think this actually was in the cartoon. Yeah. I'm not sure. I just, when they were kids, they were flying with their parents over the jungle somewhere uh, or the ocean, whatever it was. And uh, the the original oh nice fucking voice there. Um, the original thing was I think that they just kind of had a crash landing and they lost their parents, never saw them again, right? Mm-hmm. But um, during the revamping, uh, you know when they brought rolled out the new team with Storm, uh, you know all that, uh. And this was after, you know what I'm talking about? This was in like the 1991 when they were just rolling out Storm, uh, the new team of X-Men when Wolverine was coming around. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. So um, during this, um, Charles Xavier um, was romantically involved with like the Shi'ar... Lalandra, I want to say. Do you know the Shi'ar Empire at all? No. Okay, so you don't know about any of this. No. Do you know how Gladiator is? No. Okay, so, the, so this I, is I, a I'm, race. This is a race that mm-hmm. they haven't, we haven't seen in the MCU yet. So they have dealings with like the, uh, what are the blue folk? Space in there. Kree? The no. Kree. Is it the so Kree? they do dealings with the, I mean. Or, or is the Kree they, the green ones? No, those are the scrolls. Scrolls. Okay, so they're they're just another. The Shi'ar Empire is a collective empire of worlds and species, right? But they have a like their main blah blah blah. Either way, I'm fucking. I digress. It come to find out, it's similar to. Star Lord's story in like during in the MCU, you know how he was uh, abducted and blah blah blah. Yeah. So, um, Chris Summers, uh, Scott's dad, is abducted by uh, the fucking Shi'ar Empire and put on like a prison planet, a prison world, and then it's very similar to the Guardians story, like yeah. really, really similar. <laughs> Um, and they were mostly, when you saw them, they were in the X-Men books. They've only done like two runs that are like four books a piece of their own, uh, you know, their own little short runs. Um, but then, yeah, like I say, mostly you would see them in like the X-Men's adventures because at that time they were doing a lot of like space travel shit with um and like so gladiator is like a superman kind of clone yeah but uh he's like purple with this mohawk did you get your phone hold on i'll show you 
Um, it's not one that I think a lot of people, I don't know. I mean, I was really into it. And so, but that's one of the uh, runs that I got. And I will grab, show you. Um, <clears throat> I will show you the cover of one of these. Star Jammer. Looking through my phone. For anybody who's listening. Uh, the other one I read or reading is Radio Apocalypse. Okay, so here. Jesus, my phone's being slow as hell. Okay. So. Okay. Um, so they eventually escape uh, servitude and whatever and form this team. And they're sort of like freedom fighters. They kind of do the mercenaries, freedom fighters, whatnot. Um, Scott's dad is called Corsair. He's kind of the leader of the team, which I always think is funny. Why is like the powerless human always the guy that's leading the team, right? (laughs) That's our ego at play, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was one that uh, I finished up that I, I haven't finished reading, but I was really happy to grab that one. It's like one of my personal gems that I don't think is like worth a lot to, um, in general, but I thought it was really... I always love finishing and completing a series. Yeah. Yeah, I, hate, I don't like gaps. Well... And those it's, old ones, like, I kind of want to get all the 2099 stuff. I finish it up to X-Men. I have a, a Spider-Man 2099 number one. I have... My wife is off in the background making... She's She wants nachos. Nachos. She's made nachos. They're nachos. Nacho 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 They're her nachos. Nachos. Mm. Cheese, Dad jokes. Hold up. You. well we're hitting about an hour and 10 minutes we wanted to so we just got into instagram bill's got all the information on that so yeah you you can find best place to find all this information we're also on twitter too is to just go to the comiczone.com and connect with us on all sorts of social media um we're just trying to expand and be be everywhere Yep, Comic Zone with an X, obviously. Anybody who's in the group, we obviously know that. But um, if we'd really appreciate it if anybody just go and like, um, follow the podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. We're pretty much on everything right now, right? Yep. Spotify, uh, Apple, Google Play, uh, and you can get our episodes on like well, like he said, the ComicZone dot com. So and we can even mail you a cassette. yeah no we're doing vinyls uh we're printing our own vinyl of each and every episode on the mini discs the tens right it's those ones that they used to give out at mcdonald's that's just basically a printed piece of paper (laughs) yeah that would still be cool to have in that just a little Oh, dude! I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't put the podcast on it, but that'd be kind of cool to have a one episode on on vinyl just to hear what that sounded like. It'd have to be if you had like a really cool guest and you didn't botch it, or I didn't. You know, I'm speaking of myself, I'm not saying if know, I didn't. What, it, what are you trying to say? You know, if 
I didn't botch it. You know, like if I had Donny Cates on or something and I didn't totally Oh, right. A fan if it was girl. like a like a monumental episode for yeah. you personally. Yeah, for sure. Um so we did like we said we were on Instagram. Um we're going to do a little contest. We have how many books? What do you got there? I got about five of them given away here. Uh, if you just kind of send them, send us the code word in our to the messages. We have dark t- uh, tales from the dark multiverse from DC. Yeah. Blackest night. Um, it's a it's a, a one v- shot. One shot. So it's all the story you need. It's actually a Lobo story. So Lobo's in it. Um, which I'm a Lobo fan, and Looks it's like a, it's, a... it's a comic elite exclusive cover. So it's a little limited printing run. Um, it looks like the cover is Batgirl, right? That's Batgirl with kind of some dark essence kind of around Yeah, her. I mean, that's, it's a really great cover. We'll put a picture up on Instagram and uh, we'll do it in the group too. Fuck it. Um, if you're interested and you're listening and you want a copy, uh, the just comment on any of the posts, Multiverse. And uh, if you're in Casper, we'll work out a way to get you a copy. Um, like we said, we got through the month of March. So, so if yep. you're listening a year from now, you're shit out of luck. Yep. So um, we got, like I said, five copies. Uh, so plenty to go around. And I think. First five. Yep. First five to do it or the ones to get it. So Multiverse. Yep. Multiverse is the safe word. <coughs> we should have went with whiskey. Whiskey. Why do you say you're weird? Why do I say what weird? Cool whip. Yeah. Have you seen Hot Rod? No. Oh my God. How have you not seen this? This is like the greatest movie. Do you like Andy Samberg? I'm not sure who he is. That is by name. From Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm, Oh my God. Not always. He's not. He's He's killing me right now. Oh, you don't like him? I don't know. I, I haven't. I haven't seen that much of him that I've li- I haven't seen much that I liked. He's like my favorite. He's like my favorite comedian. You don't say that. He's amazing. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, it is fine. It's gonna be fine. Well, I'll, I'll give him a fair sh- sh- shake. 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 I'll give him a shot. A shake. Whiskey. Whiskey. That's that's what I was saying. There's a part in there where they're like, he's gonna like Louvre. Down this fucking giant hill. Yeah. And he's like, the safe word is whiskey. Like a safe word. It's a, like having a safe word for first of all is going to help. Because you're already he's, going, he's going rolling down. down a hill. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be able to stop. So like he gets going and he's screaming, whiskey, whiskey, and fucking smashes into the side of this fucking dude. It's fucking funny as hell. Super great movie. And one of the funniest ones I've ever seen. Uh, do you need pets, Pooch? Well, I think that's it. What do you think? You yeah, think we're connect with us, here? talk with us. You know, we want to. We want to hear from y'all. Y'all. Yep. Yeah. Uh, start if you're listening to the show. Connect with us. Talk to us. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about. If you want to be on the show, just let us know. We can work it out for sure. And some of our best episodes are just bullshitting with other other nerds. So when we don't try to hyper focus on one thing, so I think that is it. All right, Lasta. Later, homies.